If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into the rap. For the middle of March, you're tuned into the rap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. And as you can probably imagine, technology is near and dear to us. We live it, we breathe it, and sometimes we ingest it. This week, Sydney's transport joined in on that philosophy, adding a dose of tech to its ferry and light rail networks, something we hope makes its way around more of the country very soon. From this week, tap-to-pay cards from Visa, MasterCard and American Express will now be supported on Sydney ferries and Sydney light rail, but more importantly, so will mobile options supporting those cards. That means if you already use Apple Pay on an iPhone or Apple Watch, Android Pay on a phone or wearable, or Samsung Pay, you'll be able to tap on using your device and not an Opal card. It's the first time we've seen the Opal network feeling modern and not relying on yet another card we have to store in our wallets. And hey, if you have Fitbit's Ionix smartwatch from last year, even that is supported because it supports mobile payments as well. But if you don't have Fitbit's Ionic, no worries because Fitbit now has another option that you can use to track your fitness and use mobile payments from. This week, the wearable maker announced two new models, the Fitbit Versa and the Fitbit Ace. First is the Versa, and it's a lightweight wearable that looks more like it comes from the bones of Pebble before Fitbit bought them. That means it looks like a smartwatch, kind of like the Apple Watch actually, but runs Fitbit's own platform, offering heart rate, GPS, wireless syncing and swim-proof design. And you might even be able to use it to pay for Sydney transport. One model you can't do that with is the Fitbit Ace, and that's because it's made for kids. From the looks of things, the Fitbit Ace is a Fitbit Alter, resized for kids with a small LED screen and just wraps around your arm. And the idea here is to get them running around and using energy with a device that can keep tabs. If you know your kids need one of these, you'll find the Fitbit Ace in stores in a few months for 130 bucks, while the Fitbit Versa will be $300 in April. Now, April's not far, but it's closer than June by a good two months. And June is how long you have to wait for a bunch of Apple rumors to turn into the real thing. In fact, this week the rumor mill kicked into gear, with word that Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference is on in June, starting speculation for what's to come. And that'll probably include updates to the iPad Pro to make the HomePod do just a little more, and for a MacBook Pro with updated and modern innards. But most of the rumors seem to be about a new Mac Pro, which five years in is looking a little long in the tooth. That means if you're thinking of buying Apple's most expensive desktop computer, you may want to wait until early June. Right now, if you need something new in the phone world, you have more choices. Samsung's Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus both launched this week. That means the hottest new Android is now available, and we've been spending time with the big one, the S9 Plus, to see what it's like. And it's kind of a lot like last year's S8, though that should probably come as no surprise since it's largely the same design. Hell, it's very much the same foam. There's a glass body, a metal frame, water resistance, and support for wireless charging, with most of the changes to be found on the inside. The S9 Plus we reviewed featured a staggering 6GB of RAM, the latest version of Android, and Samsung's Exynos 9810 chip, making it just fly. Everything just worked, and it offers some of the fastest 4G on the planet, though we topped out at about 200 megabits in Sydney. There's a lovely big 6.2-inch screen on the S9 Plus, and while it's the same as last year's, that curved display is still very pretty. Really, most of the attention is on the camera, which does a few new tricks. The most impressive is with the aperture, allowing you to jump between f1.5 and f2.4. And that means Samsung's Galaxy S9 works more like a real camera and can let in more light when it needs to 
or less for depth and clarity. There's also super slow motion video, a neat trick using 960 frame per second slow motion video that we've seen on last year's Sony Xperia XZ Premium, but all of this helps to make the S9 camera that much more impressive and one of the best cameras in any smartphone to date. The battery could be a little bit better at only a day. That's really no different from last year though. You will need to charge it at least once daily, but fortunately wireless charging helps. Really, our biggest complaint is still Bixby, Samsung's artificial intelligence. It just doesn't do enough well, and often feels like it needs a bit of help. Honestly, we think you can turn it off, and we're certainly going to try, because the extra button on the phone, the Bixby button, just isn't that needed. Essentially though, outside of this, Samsung's Galaxy S9 Plus is a great phone, but we're not sure we'd upgrade from an S8 to one. Older Androids? Sure, if you've got an S6 or an S7 or something else, makes sense. But the S8 is just so close. Or you can pick from something else, and there's just so much to choose from in Australia, most of which you can find on our website at picker.com.au, just like all of these stories. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have, but The Wrap will be back next week for more of the week's tech news in as fast a time as possible, usually five minutes. Until then, have a great week, and we'll see you next time on The Wrap. Take care. Take care.